0: if there's a happy history there go back to that happy history and forget all the other bullshit because that stuff doesn't matter whatever it was that whatever that animosity was between you in the long term it doesn't matter you know by the time you're my age You don't remember what happened 35 years ago. You don't remember what happened 40 years ago. So obviously it doesn't matter anymore. Who cares?
1: Hello, hello everyone. Janine here, welcome back to Women Friends. I'm so glad you're here. It is most definitely autumn here in Pittsburgh and anybody else who's been in denial that summer is over, We can definitely no longer fool ourselves anymore, but I do love this time of year, right? I mean, we get to wear our hoodies and our slippers and scarves and drink hot cider and maybe splash bourbon in there. It also means we're inching toward the holidays, and for better or worse, we may be gearing up for some family gatherings in the future. Some years ago, before I had kids, instead of doing the traditional Thanksgiving, some friends and I got together for a Friendsgiving, and that was so much fun because it was a cool break from the typical family celebration, which is always nice, but it becomes predictable after a while. You know, we do the same traditions every year, so it makes it a little bit hard to distinguish one year from another. This year, there were about six or seven of us, and we all hopped on a plane together, we flew to Chicago, we rented an Airbnb, And after we landed and had a couple drinks, we went to the local grocery store and we bought a ton of ingredients. And on Thanksgiving Day, we had a big feast in this tiny little galley kitchen of our rental place. And then we spent the whole weekend so that everybody there got to choose an activity. So, like, I wanted to go to an improv show, so we went to this comedy club. And another friend really wanted to visit the Art Institute of Chicago, so we spent a few hours there. And then another friend wanted to have dinner at this famous chef's restaurant, so we did that. It was just really fun and special because it was so different to be able to fold friends into what had always been and is today a holiday that's typically just about family. But the question we're looking at today is what happens when you have a friend who actually becomes family? My guest, Mina, who you're going to hear from in a second, is going to tell us what happens. That's because her best friend of 40 years also happens to be her sister-in-law. Today, she and her husband's sister have a very healthy friendship because they've learned how to read each other and to just understand each other really well. But as you'll hear, getting to this point was definitely not filled with sunshine and rainbows. Mina shares with us a glimpse into what holidays and family traditions and reunions are like when friends are mixed into the fold, and more importantly, what happens when there is a rift between those friends, who also happen to be related. Mina is my neighbor, or I should say I'm her neighbor because she's lived in this uh, neighborhood longer, and she is just awesome. She is an incredible storyteller, as you'll hear. She's hilarious, and she is filled with wisdom and advice for anybody else who may be navigating this kind of sticky friend-family dynamic. You're gonna love hearing how her lifelong friendship, now perfectly intact, actually did sour years ago, and how she rather comedically tried, but didn't really succeed to cause a scene at her friend's wedding. Uh, You'll hear how they ultimately made up which, spoiler alert, did involve some careful refereeing by her husband. But stay tuned for the whole thing, because toward the end, Mina throws me a curveball that I was definitely not prepared to hear. We did not discuss this in our little pre-recording chat, and so I had no idea it was coming. But she really comes clean and opens her heart. She, this is raw about what happens, how painful it is when there is a rift in the family. Mina, thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me. How are you today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm great. Thank you. It's a beautiful day here in Pittsburgh. Would you mind letting the good folks know who are listening a little bit about yourself before we launch into your amazing friendship story?
0: I am Mina. I am retired. I was formerly a seamstress, a mom. Well, I guess I'm still a mom, even though my kids are all grown up. A massage therapist, an electrologist, uh, an elementary school tutor, uh, so on and so forth.
1: What haven't you done, my stars? That's a lot of plumbing. Plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah, don't do plumbing.
1: Before we dive into the the, the reason I wanted to talk to you is because you um, have. A really awesome story of friendship and conflict resolution, which I think a lot of people are going to benefit from hearing because we may, we'll definitely see a little bit of ourselves in your story. But I have to kick off by telling you that I there's something I've been feeling guilty about for about 10 years, um, which is uh, that you invited me to your birthday party and I didn't come And I feel badly about that because it was back. But here's my excuse. I was, it was like deep in the throes of my like self-questioning and uh, social anxiety time. So I'm sorry I didn't come to your birthday party, Mina.
0: (laughs) Oh, it was my 50th birthday party. And yes, that was 11 years ago. Uh, Oh, I didn't want to call out your age there. (laughs) It's okay. I've never been ashamed of my age. Never. Um, Good for you. It's. That's okay. I totally understand social anxiety. I never go to uh, my husband's parties that he has with his friends and they all understand because I've I've kind of become a hermit, but that's okay. And um, hopefully we'll all have plenty more birthdays and social events that we can share. So
1: that's right. No worries. I, uh, well, thank you. I've, I've been meaning to get that off my chest for years, so I'm glad. Oh, that don't worry
0: I'm... about it. It's, a, <laughs> I'm glad. it's all good.
1: Okay, so would you walk us back in time to uh, your college years? Where did you go to college first?
0: Well, this, this story actually is post-college.
1: Oh, post-college. Okay, this so you're, post-college. you're like a new young um, working gal in the city?
0: I was a new young working gal in Boston, Boston. Okay. And And I had two housemates, a girl and her boyfriend. And had they been
1: friends of yours prior to moving in together? Or was this a like, hey, we need roommates, let's shack up?
0: Yeah, it was kind of like that. It was Mm. kind of, I met through a mutual friend of ours. And it just worked out that you know, I we had the space and we decided we all got along and it was like, okay, let's share a, a, a it was that two bedroom apartment. They were dating. It was a big apartment. It worked out fine at the time. Okay. For that and, short time.
1: <laughs> and and you become you get to know these folks and you become friends.
0: Yes, we were, um, she and I were really good friends. And um, she came home one night and she said, "Uh, my boyfriend and I are getting married. And I got all excited and I said, oh, that's great. Can I be in the wedding? And, you know, I'm not exactly sure, but my mind says she kind of rolled her eyes and huffed and said, okay, I took that as a, as a validation of, yeah, that's great. great idea. Let's you can be at my wedding. We'll
1: have a great time. Isn't it funny? The stories we tell ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. Pause there for us. Tell us about what, who, uh, what kind of young woman were you? Were you party animal? Were you, uh, just serious about your profession? Were you, what was going on in your life elsewise?
0: I had quit my seamstress job mm. and gone to Europe for a month and to be with my boyfriend who lived in the Netherlands. And he dumped me because he, he said, I'm gay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. And I'm so glad that you were my girlfriend because you helped me see that I am gay. <laughs>
1: uh thanks you're welcome
0: you know yeah exactly so you know you're kind my head was kind of mush and i had i had started dating some guy that my brother fixed me up with and he was a very smart very interesting guy but had a lot of issues Mm. i'll just leave it at that
1: yeah so you're so your roomie uh agrees to have you in her wedding and then i am assuming all of the big plans and the gown ordering and all that fun stuff ensues
0: well this was before um you know weddings were a, the huge thing that they are now yeah this was let's see they got married in 85 so this was like 80 the end of 83 80 beginning of 84 maybe. So, you know, all the bridesmaids, we all made our own dresses. She oh. made her own wedding gown.
1: Because you were a seamstress, I suppose that was. Well, I, you know, though. I
0: didn't make anybody else's dress. I made my own. So we all made our own stuff and we all made the um, the centerpieces for the tables and her mother made the wedding cake and her sister was her maid of honor. And I, I think there were five or six, there must have been six of us.
1: And were you, were you matched up with a particular gentleman as they do? You have to be paired with someone? He
0: had, he had no, he had nothing to do with me. Okay. Okay. I had never met him before. He was, he was a friend of the groom and from someplace else.
1: All right. So go ahead. What, something happens. After she says, oh yes,
0: you can be in my wedding. Months go by. Eight, nine, 10 months, whatever it was until the wedding. And she and I are on the outs because we're a lot alike. We're both tent on the strong personality side. We both have insecurities. We both have big mouths. We're both opinionated.
1: Was she being
0: bridezilla-like or? No. Life with another person and having a roommate in the mix is very stressful
1: had they been planning on moving out or were they going to continue as a married couple with Mina in the other room?
0: They did move out. Mm. And that was also a a bone of contention. Mm. I got the nice apartment. I got the apartment that they wanted. And they moved into a smaller, less expensive apartment, which in retrospect was really good. And she thanked me for that later.
1: So there was some resentment or there
0: just... was some resentment
1: there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So by the time the wedding came around, we were clashing, we were butting heads and no matter what I said, she'd bite my head off. And no matter what I said or whatever she said, I was like, oh, bitch. <laughs> you know, we clearly were not getting along, but I, it's not like, she ever said to me, I don't want you to be in my wedding, which is what she should have said, probably. Mm. And I never said to her, you know, I don't feel right about this. This I don't wanna be in your wedding because things the wheels had already started to move. She already had the groomsmen planned and everything was already in motion. So I thought, yeah. and my father being a minister was going to officiate at the ceremony so I couldn't say I'm backing out it just was really complicated
1: oh wow so
0: I couldn't really say I'm out of here you know my yeah. father was involved my mother was going to the wedding my family and her I knew her parents I I had met all of her half of her siblings she comes from a very large family and so things were just really intertwined right you know we all knew each other and it it just was complicated
1: so you figured you could show up that day and just get through it be the mature person and
0: well that was the whole thing I wasn't as mature as as I should have been Mm. and (laughs) I thought and this was a conscious effort on my part I thought I'll just get really loaded at the reception and I'll show her, which is so stupid. So, so
1: you were gonna so
0: go to the I, open bar. So there was, I just drank all the champagne that I could get my hands on, <laughs> and I was loaded. I was, I just was. Oh God, there's a picture of me with my parents at that wedding and I'm s- they're sitting at the table and I'm s- squatting between them and the look on my face I look like I'm taking a shit <laughs> sitting there and my parents are like this is a wonderful wedding this is so nice and there's their daughter taking it look looking like she's taking a crap in, in between them Oh I mean, I was really goodness. blottoed. I was completely out of it. Well, you
1: remember it or did you black out?
0: No, I didn't black out. I remember okay. it. Oh, I remember okay. It. I remember it.
1: Okay, so <laughs> so other people may have gotten more blottoed at weddings. So OK. All right. All right. And, and then what happens next?
0: Well, across the room, I see this really cute guy, uh-huh. and I think, "Ooh. So I throw myself at him.
1: Yeah. How that work out?
0: I married him. <laughs> he moved in a month later and we've been together ever since.
1: Whose friend was he at the wedding, bride or groom?
0: He is her
1: brother. Dun, dun, dun. He is the bride's brother. Oh, man. So this is the friend you've been having problems with for a long long time and now you're even further intertwined and complicated <laughs> hmm yeah that must have made things interesting
0: did at you- first it was there was not a problem as soon as he moved in a month later and he did move in a month later a month later like, that, a month later you got hot I and mean, heavy right we away fast, we, were, we were fast and furious and we knew off from the start our oldest daughter thinks we're absolutely crazy. How could you know? How could you know so fast? It was like, well, you know, some people know.
1: When you know, when you know. know.
0: When you know, you know. You yeah. knew.
1: Oh, that's lovely. So, but were you yeah. sneaking around? Were you like dating in secret to not tell her? Or was it out no, in the no, open?
0: No. He was living in New Jersey at the time. And I was still in, um, in the Boston area. And so, you know, we went back and forth. So, uh, no, nothing was in secret. We didn't, we didn't do it. You
1: know,
0: everything was above board.
1: Okay. But were you, you were still on the outs with the sister?
0: Yeah, pretty much. And then when he moved in, he kind of, he changed all that.
1: How did, what do you mean? How did he change all that?
0: He saw
1: that there was, that there were problems.
0: (laughs) He, knowing his sister the way he does and their past and their history and knowing me he he sat us both down and said look you're my sister you're my fiance you guys have to figure this out because we're all family you were friends before you can be friends again I'm not spending my the rest of my life refereeing the two of you Mm. you have to figure this out
1: Mm. refereeing that's a that's like a harsh word that when you hear it like that did you realize he was feeling like he was having to be a referee?
0: I don't I don't remember. I just remember thinking relieved that someone had called me out on my bullshit.
1: Wow. That's powerful. So what did you do then?
0: She and I made up and we've been we've been really good friends ever since.
1: Do you remember how you made up who 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 extended the olive branch first or
0: well I don't remember who made the initial phone call whether it was my husband called his sister or she called me or I called her but I remember being on the phone with her and having to talk about what was going on and I think it was I think it was before I got married. I remember her saying that she was really hurt that I didn't ask her to be my matron of honor.
1: Oh, oh, wow. Because we were
0: really good friends.
1: So had you, in your mind, had you gone through this analysis of, should I ask her? Should I not? Should I even approach her? We've been fighting for, an, like, was were, was there, was she a consideration as, as a runner up or would she... Would she have been first place in your mind to ask, but you just talked yourself out of it?
0: I think so, but I think there were a couple of things. I, I think it was my immature pettiness. I think it was the fact that my husband was asking one of his brothers to be his best man. I think we were on the same page then. I think we understood each other then. Mm -hmm. I think we understood where the other one was coming from because I did feel bad and she did feel bad. And I, you know, we, we kind of went on from there. She told me how she felt. I told her how I felt and I apologized and I'm, you know, I'm really sorry, but you know, where we're coming, where I'm coming from is a different place than where you're coming from. Uh, We just moved forward from there.
1: So she accepted your apology and you accepted hers.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I feel
1: like apologies can be really, are, are very difficult for people to, to muster, you know? And
0: they really do. And I think that it was coming from a place of sincerity, too. And I think that that's the most important thing. I understood that she meant what she was saying, and she understood that I meant what I was saying. It wasn't just a, a one off, it wasn't a superficial. Right thing just to patch things up so when we saw each other at family events we could be nice to each other yeah you know what I mean yeah it it, there's a she and I do have a connection even though we only see each other rarely there is a connection there
1: it really is important for somebody to to feel as though they're being heard and and understood in a way that's when you're, when you're allowing yourself to be, to show your vulnerability and you're, you know, we can, we can put up our, our um, facade for people about being, you know, the fun one at the party or the, you know, the funny. Yeah. 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 But, but when you, when you like take it all down and you're like, let's, let's be real. That's, that's so important. It is. Oh, I'm so glad you got, You got to have that opportunity because I think a lot of people go through life never allowing themselves to strip away all of the crap and let themselves just say that those important words that were that were so healing for both of you That's so good, good, good on you. Good job.
0: Yeah, Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those life lessons that I'm glad I learned early, but there are a lot of life lessons that you don't learn till you're ancient. So you just got to keep going on. You just got to keep on keeping on. So
1: what do you think would have happened if you hadn't been able to get to that, that place with each other?
0: There would have been an estrangement and it would have
1: been extremely stressful on my husband
0: Yeah. and stressful on the rest of the family.
1: Yeah, totally. In
0: terms of, I just would have had to divorce myself from the rest of the family. And I didn't want to do that because I love them. You know, they're my family too. Since I don't have a family, they are my family. Uh, for good or bad they are my family and um, i said that to her i said that to my sister-in-law a long time ago you know can can your brothers be my brothers can your sister be my sister too and she said sure (laughs) you know they they they're my family for better or for worse
1: that's just the way it is So then fast forward through all of the late eighties, nineties, early aughts. You've just, you've, you've been friends ever since. Have you fought again?
0: No, we see each other maybe once every five to 10 years. We don't see each other regularly because she has always lived. We don't live near any family at all. So when we do see each other, we managed to pick up where we left off. And, you know, we spent time together when our first children were, were babies. We were at her, her daughter's wedding and we've gotten together for family reunions. And
1: I was going to ask if your children and her children are about the same age
0: then. Yes, they are.
1: So you could share those woes of the sleep deprivation of early motherhood (laughs) and the breastfeeding and all that for yeah 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 it's really important to have somebody in your life that you can talk about with with those things that are insanity causing
0: yes yeah but I noticed the last time she came through town that we still had a lot in common we see things similarly way of doing things that we've always had and uh we still get along really well. We can read each other really well. It's like I know when to shut up because she's crazy and I'm crazy in a different way and <laughs> so we get along. We we know how to function these,
1: that way. These few and far between visits that you get to have with each other since you're far apart. Do you make time to be intentionally just the two of you or is it like an all family gathering and you get to maybe have 10 minutes of her time in the corner?
0: Oh, Um, No, we managed to have time alone. And uh, the last time she was here, we took a morning and went to the flea market together. And Mm. it was it was fun because I remember years ago, we went to the Topsfield Fair in Massachusetts. Mm. And uh, I got my brother's car and we drove up to Topsfield And we went all through the flea market there and we went on the rides and we had a blast. We just, we had a really good time. Hmm. And I knew that that was something that she would like to do. And so I said, hey, you wanna go? She was like, yeah, she changed her plans and said, yeah, I'll stay for the flea market. Yeah, that sounds great.
1: Oh, so you got to sort of recreate that old feeling. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, um, do you have any advice for someone who might be in a position where there are, oh, difficulties with the sort, not a love triangle. I don't want to call it that, but where there's family involved and friendship involved. Um, there's a dynamic there that you do have to be really careful with. If there's somebody who's struggling right now, say they're pissed at their best friend, but they happen to be. In a romantic relationship with a brother or another sibling, or even if you were looking at your at your twenty five or whatever year old self, what would you what would you advise in those dark times of fighting? I mean, Uh, is it just like set put your weapons down and just like get over it? Just yeah, show up and
0: well, you know, I think it it takes a village, Mm. and I'm going to throw you a curveball. Okay. Um, I had the same exact situation with my brother and his girlfriend. What? His girlfriend, now wife, hates my guts. My brother did not say, you two have to come together and meet in the middle. He said to me, you have to like her. You have to put your weapons down and go over and shake her hand so not in those words but that's what he meant. and this was after John said you guys you two have to meet in the middle you two have to figure this out Mm. together now his girlfriend and I didn't have much of a history she we had done some social things and I didn't really like her in in the first place Mm. but nevertheless i think if my brother had said to the to her and to me what my husband said to me and to his sister it would have changed my entire life wow but for the last 35 years i have been out of my brother's life and out of It it split my family in half. My mother adored her daughter-in-law and kind of pushed me aside. Because what my brother's wife said was truth. And what I said was a lie, according to my mother.
1: How painful. And
0: it took a long time for me to get over that it took a long time for me to, to just give it all up and say, okay, you know what? I don't have a brother anymore. He doesn't exist Mm. in my life. Mm. So, you know, now I'm okay with that, but for years, it took a long time to just let that go because it was so painful. So my advice is if you're, if you're, Family is involved, tell that person, tell those people involved to get over themselves and to put this situation back together. If there's a happy history there, go back to that happy history and forget all the other bullshit because that stuff doesn't matter. Whatever it was, that whatever that animosity was between you. In the long term, it doesn't matter. You know, by the time you're my age, you don't remember what happened 35 years ago. You don't remember what happened 40 years ago. So obviously it doesn't matter anymore. Who cares?
1: What's the sense in holding a grudge if you don't even remember what it was about? Exactly. Dang. Oh, It's so fascinating to hear how that's, that slight reframing between what your husband asked you to do and what your brother asked you to do, just the, how the presented it is really how how that lands is so different in someone's heart. And so, God, that makes a big difference. So rather than you have to step forward and be the one to apologize, or you have to, you have Mm -hmm. to be the bigger person. It's, I'm asking you to meet in the middle Mm -hmm. and it has to be, I mean, she would have to have, who knows what he said to her, right? We don't know right. what, what your brother said. I don't said. know what he said to her. Mm-hmm. But she certainly never extended.
0: No. Well, she may have, mm-hmm. but I never read it that way. Mm-hmm. I never read it that way because I was so at that point, I got to a point where I was so closed off mm-hmm. to any overtures from her that I didn't I didn't wasn't receiving anything. I wasn't um open to any overtures from her
1: yeah yeah
0: right because i was so hurt from from everything
1: and this cost you your relationship with your mom too i
0: mean yeah which wasn't good to begin with Mm. and it made it worse
1: Mm. god we're fragile, you know, like humans are fragile. This is, this is, uh, but that's brilliant advice. Thank you for sharing all of that. That's, that's deep. You've been through it.
0: Well, it's cost my kids too, Mm. because there's a whole side of the family that they don't have, you know, they have, they have my husband's side. They have all those cousins and those aunts and uncles, but they don't have the other side. My side of the family is, kind of ether to them and they they hold a grudge they have animosity because they were when my folks died they were old enough to be aware of what was going on and how hurtful
1: Mm. things
0: were for me
1: Mm. did they wish they had their uncle and aunt or
0: no not at this point
1: are your brother and sister-in-law or estranged are they are they around i mean are they far away are they they're far away they're far away Mm -hmm. i almost want to ask like if you wanted to send them any any what would you want them to know if there's but i don't want
0: them to know anything yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that door shut a long time ago yeah there's nothing there
1: wow anymore Thank goodness that you were, you have this friendship then to that because sometimes our friends are just step in and fill the shoes of family and they are so much more important.
0: Exactly. You get to choose. You get to choose who's
1: in your life. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's how I view my friends. My friends are my family.
1: It's beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing all of this. Um, it's awesome to get to talk to you and to get to know you better. I didn't know all of this. It's it's. And thank you for being so honest and uh, helpful. I think I think a lot of women go through these kind of um, family dynamics and friend dynamics. So someone out there is going to benefit. Thank you so much, my. I hope so.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah. I I hope someone does. It's. Yeah. I think it's easier when you hear somebody else's story about it and just to kind of not to replicate it, but to, to just tuck it away and add it to your own experience and, and how you feel about and how you look at the world. Exactly.
1: I think women in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, dealing with this and they can look, look down the pike and see, um, like what you said about we forget and then how, how much more peaceful it is to just just like step back into the happy times and right. put it up, put all this shit aside right yeah yeah right right wow guys that's raw but i think mine is right holding a grudge and carrying around anger is kind of useless. Doesn't really do anyone any good. Just makes us feel like crap. Not to say that it's easy to find peace when you're agitated or offended or hurting, but I think there is an opening to just softening a little bit at a time to the point where maybe you can take a deep breath and sort of let the animosity go. Alright, I hope you'll take this message with you into the holidays as you prepare to get together with family and friends. I know myself, I, I can get really super sensitive and stressed out during the holidays, and so even little things will set me off more during these times than when it's not so intense. So I am going to try to keep in mind that as these little things come up that set me off, I'm probably not going to remember them as years go by. And so what is the use in getting all hot about it right now? So I'm going to try. Maybe you can think about that too okay friends I thank you so much for being here and listening each week and I really look forward to bringing you more stories more advice and in the future more expertise uh, from women who have had experiences just like you have had and if you know someone who may benefit from hearing Mina's story I would love it if you'd let them know about the show share women friends by copying the link and text it or email it to them or tag them on Facebook or Instagram and while you are on Spotify or Apple or Google Play or wherever you listen I would love a five-star rating and even a review if you have a couple seconds to spare that helps other women find us and helps us to grow this community of amazing incredible women and build our women friendships so here's to you and I hope you have a beautiful day and go out there and connect more deeply with the people you love. Alrighty, see you next time.